0: had heard Angela and were telling me about her and I'm sorry for those of you that heard this three times already but it is really significant because anyone who knows me knows that I have been on a relentless pursuit of wholeness I I have had many people tell me they don't know anyone who has sought healing more intentionally than I have I had a lot to heal from and I just thought one thing I share with Angela is I've always felt well if God said what he says in the word about abundant living and all the promises either he's real and that's true or it's not and I was going to every inner healing ministry known to man I did counseling, I I did it all I did receive lots of healing from those things so I don't say that they weren't worthwhile and that they didn't get me where I am now but they were only taking me so far and never I could never get that like you know what I was really looking for kind of thing so when I heard Angela that first night, I have to admit, it was like drinking from a fire hydrant, but my spirit was so resonating with the, the it, she spoke a new language, but it was the language I've always been looking for. That's the only way I can describe it. I didn't leave here knowing, okay, now I have to do 1, 2, and 3, or A, B, and C. I just was like, oh my God, what was that? What just hit me? Things could actually, you could almost say, got worse before they got better, in that everything I was always trusting in that I've been told in the church and from people who were seeking the same things I have been seeking, really didn't match what Angela was sharing. So it's, you go through that conflict of like, but I've been told my whole life, you know. especially when we talk about emotions, you can't trust emotions. Well, I'm one of the most in tune to my emotion people. Well, I'm ne- I really haven't been, I thought I was. Emotions have been a big part of my life, so it was always like I'm doing something bad, I'm doing something wrong because my emotions were always so, you know, stirred up or whatever. You just got to trust that if you have the same response I do, did tonight, don't leave here feeling condemned or like you have to figure it all out or what do I do with it now. Just trust that if you start hearing this new language, you are going to be aware of things that you've never been aware of before. God has been so faithful to continually. I, I love, because Angela says the same thing, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. I love that because I believe it with my whole heart. Every step of my journey, when I was ready for the next piece, God brought me the person or the people that were that much further ahead of me in the journey that were able to offer me what I was looking for. And when Angela came into my life, I cried and cried and cried because it's like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. And I have gone to two of her retreats, I've listened to her countless times on on recordings, i talked to her on the phone, and I just spent a whole month with her, and she's working herself out of a job because she's been mentoring me, but now I'm getting more excited about the times when I'm like, I don't really want you to go on a walk with me today because I just want to be with Jesus. That's a new place for me, Mm -hmm. and it's what I've been looking for. And it doesn't look exactly like Angela's way of, you know, relating with him, obviously, and that's what I love, is I'm developing my own relationship with him. And I've had some of the most incredible, life-changing experiences and encounters that I've been looking for my whole life. And it didn't come easy, and I still, I took a nap this afternoon because we had a day today that was just, it blew my mind. And I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you about what happened today, okay? Let's just not even talk about it. Didn't I? That's exactly
1: what she says, I am drunk. I'm like, my mind is just like, a man got healed, so much revelation, a vision I had years ago was in front of us, it was just crazy, over the top, amazing, and didn't I tell, if you were here Wednesday night, we see miracles every day, if not every day, we're surprised. I didn't know that was possible because I used to see miracles on occasion. Yeah. Like, and when the miracle would happen, like, oh my God, I'd call everybody in the whole world like, that I could find and tell them the miracle. But now there's so many miracles happen, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that other miracle. What a problem oh, there. Yeah,
0: yeah, Right? To have
1: so many miracles, you go, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that lady that got healed. Yeah. That's how our life is. It is, and it's not for one person, and it's not about a name. It's not about the name of Angela or so-and-so or so-and-so or such-and-such. No, it's about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's about the name above all names, mm-hmm. and a lot of the miracles that we see happen, no one's trying to make them happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How cool is that? We're just preaching the Word of God, and we find out that signs and wonders and miracles happen. Yeah. Isn't that just the way it should be? Like we're not looking, we're not searching for sign and a wonder. We're not searching for miracles. We're not even praying that they would come. You know what we're doing? We're seeking the kingdom of God that's already in you. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what will be added?
0: All. all. And all means I'm sorry, what does all mean? It does mean all. all. <laughs> so I'm gonna just say two more things that I think are pertinent because um one of the things I said to Angela today is I used to feel like I had to journal everything in my life because I love to journal and I love to keep track of all the cool things God's doing. I put my journals away for that kind of thing and I, I only do it to process you know, certain things that are going on with me because I can't keep up with it anymore and I don't want to be like I have to do that because this is my life now. This is what I'm going to be experiencing all the time and I love that. And I told her today I don't even feel like I have to share everything I'm learning or hearing with you because there's just too much. It's enough now that it's just settling in here and I'm like, God, this really is a way of life. This is what I've been, this is the abundant life I've been looking for. But I have noticed that, um, again, when I said, when when the student's ready, the teacher comes. So I really believe that every person sitting here has been drawn by the Lord to be here or you wouldn't be sitting here. There's a lot of people I thought would be that didn't come. And the ones, some that come surprised me that they did. and, And some, I'm like, oh yeah, of course they're drawn to this. So I met a young woman here the other night who we said just very few words to each other and the tears were flowing because there was such an identification of, yeah, you too, huh? You've been looking, like she just, she resonated with just the way I did the first time I heard this. But what I really want to encourage you guys to keep in mind is the the word tempering, you know, my body because I have felt emotions so deeply and, and sometimes the intensity of it, affects my body in what I would call a negative way like it feels it's hard like my body has had to get tempered I used to literally have some pretty wild manifestations my body just shaking out of control because I wasn't I I couldn't contain this new revelation it was so overwhelming and it I was sort of I don't know, a little embarrassed about it and a little like, whoa. But you know what? Over time, I've I've really become tempered. The things that used to do that to me don't. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. We just can't take it at first. It's just, I don't know if you want to speak into that, but I I look around and I know people talk about, oh, I had a headache or I felt like I needed a nap. And I mean, that is just totally normal. Some of them need a four-day nap. (laughs) Somebody. And that's the last thing I wanted to say is we have been doing sessions this week that were people that were on a waiting list from before. And... One of them was somebody that's near and dear to my heart, you guys, that I have loved this young man forever. And I can't even tell you, like, just to watch what happened for him. And this is, it's it's the real deal. I'm just telling you, it's really good. So I hope you can just take that for what it is and just sit back and just let your spirit hear what you can't necessarily take notes on everything.
1: Okay, what we're going to do, let me tell you a little bit about the kind of teacher that I am. Um, I'm not typical. I don't have a list of what I need to tell you. I don't have an outline. I've tried numerous times to create outlines to make something available so that I could duplicate myself because that's what I was told I needed to do. If you could duplicate yourself, if you could replicate this same thing over and over again, you would be more marketable and uh, so I asked God and the Lord said to me take no thought for what you shall say but I'll give you what to say in the very hour now that I didn't like do you know why It means I wasn't in control it means I had to listen and trust in the very hour in the very moment what it is that I'm going to say even as I was before the Lord this morning and earlier this week Lord what do you want me to start with? Like I I got you've given me so much information that I could literally talk to you and I'm not exaggerating. Nancy lived with me for 30 days. I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I could tell you we could be sitting outside and a bug crawl beside us and God would speak revelation out of it. That's how God is. The Bible says in John the 21st chapter That if all the things were recorded that Jesus spoke and did, that the world couldn't contain it. So even though I sit before you today as a mouthpiece, I am not your teacher. I am a student. And the student is only speaking to you what the teacher gave the student. When I wrote Good Morning Sunshine, I had multiple people read the book because... As a writer and a speaker, what's difficult for me is when I'm typing, I can be thinking that I typed something and I didn't. It was just in my mind while I was typing. And so I might miss out on transition or I might type, you know, a chapter and like, there's a big gap of segue. Like, how did you get to that point? I'm like, oh, I typed that. Like, no, Angela's not in here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not in here. So it was difficult for me as a speaker slash author to include all the points. So I had multiple multiple people read my book to say, tell me what questions you have. Are there any gaps in this chapter here or there? And one of the ladies, a dear friend of mine, lover, trust her, her suggestion was that I take out the story of what happened and just give you the knowledge. And so I wrestled with it for 12 months. I wouldn't even keep writing because I was like, man, why would I do that? If I do that, then I'm going to appear as though I'm the teacher rather than the student. And I picked my book up one day and I said, you know what, God? That's a great idea, but it doesn't set well with my gut because it somehow positions me above other people. God says don't esteem one another. So in the, in the foreword of Good Morning Sunshine, I tell you that story. And how I am today the student and shall ever remain the student. And with Nancy, one of the things I showed her was I said, Nancy, I didn't bring you here to make you codependent on me. I'm not building a following of people to follow Angela. What I am doing is I'm going to teach you a new language. I'm going to open your eyes and I'm going to open your ears and I'm going to help you hear the Holy Spirit how? In all things and when I give that to you why can I give that to you because it's been given unto me Jesus told his disciples after they asked why do you talk to the people like this and all these parable things he said because it hadn't been given unto everyone to see and hear it's been given unto you now you go and open their eyes and ears. How is it that he he could tell them to do that? Because you can't give away something you don't have. So all I'm going to do over this workshop period of time is I'm going to give you what I've been given. Now tomorrow we'll have tables for you. Tonight's a short night, relatively short, um, when you consider tomorrow all day and into the evening. Um, We're going to have tables set up so that you can lean on it and if you fall asleep, that's okay. Somebody can wake you up whenever. But, um, but the reason is because it's going to be a tough day tomorrow. I'm not going you know, to say, oh, it's so wonderful. Come hear me speak for 12 hours. Um, it's going to be taxing on your body. This is to change your life. It's not just good information for you to go, oh, that was a great class. Glad I went. No, the people that I invite in my home for sessions or that I go to to speak to, this is who I tell, if you don't match this, don't come to me. If you have not tried everything else, if you have not done everything that you think you can do to walk in this abundant life and have righteousness, peace, and joy, and you haven't, you're not fully persuaded that nothing else works, do not come to my class. I don't have time to argue or rebuttal. It's not that I don't care about them. It's just that they're not going to be able to hear me. And there's too many that are able and ready to hear me. For me to spend my time trying to persuade someone that what I heard as revelatory information from the voice of God, I don't need to persuade anyone. I used to think I needed to. But no, you, you need to hear this. My children have never been left forsaken nor begging for bread. See, to have bread with someone is to have communion. To have communion is to have fellowship. To beg someone to fellowship with you, that means you don't know your identity. See, I know my identity now. I didn't know who I was. I was constantly constantly looking for someone to come into my life and approve of me, whether that was my mother, my father, my sisters, my friends, my coach, my teacher, my husband, and other peers and people that I met. And if I didn't get your approval, it would really upset me and rock my boat. But whenever I found out that there was a thing called and my father shall never reject me identity, I began to pursue that. Because if you look at the sentence where Jesus is talking about, or the text where Jesus is talking about, I know that you have need of man's approval, but my father shall never reject me. If you're an English teacher, those two things don't go together, do they? They're like, wait a minute, you're not even talking about the same stuff in the same sentence. Like, do one paragraph on people rejecting you, and... are are proven of you, and then do another paragraph on your father doesn't reject you. Right? Wouldn't that be right if you are like, writing a paper? So I said, God, why did you put this in the same sentence? Like, you know that I have need of man's approval, but you, a totally different person, has a father that won't reject him. What does that have to do with me needing people's approval? Angela, the only way for you to not need another person's approval is for for you to know that Father loves you. And when you know that Father loves you, you'll never be in need of anything again. Anything. Why? Because all does mean all. Remember I quoted uh, Wednesday night, if you were here, that count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations because that's going to work out Uh, it's going to perfect you and work patience in you that ye may be lacking nothing and nothing means nothing can you imagine a life with no lack no lack of joy abundant peace righteousness the kind of life that Jesus said if you would just consider the lily and the sparrow and understand that, you would be full. Now, I actually have taken the lily and considered it. Like, pulled it up on Google and studied everything I could about the lily. From the etymology of the lily, to where it grows, to the different kinds of lilies, to why why she was called the lily in the valley, why she was a lily among thorns, See, when God says to consider something, it's not just a cute idea. Study to show thyself approved. The Bible says that God conceals a matter or hides it, but a king and a priest will search it out. So why would God do that? To reveal who the sons of God are. And the sons of God are here to rule and reign and be, per- be perfect. What is perfection? Love your enemies. That's perfection. Reign on the just and the unjust. Be perfect, even as Heavenly Father is perfect, for he reigns on the just and the unjust. Love your enemies. Well, guess what? I tried that really, really hard. I couldn't even love those who were not my enemies. can see how am I gonna love God who I cannot see an enemy who's buffeting me let me take it a little step further how are you gonna expect someone else to know and understand your emotions if you yourself are running from them if you don't understand your own emotions how can your husband If a man doesn't know what his needs are, how can the wife know? See, that's where it starts in knowing who you are. I wrote a quote in Good Morning Sunshine. It says this, To live in this body and not know myself is the same as to live in the presence of God and not know he exists. It's pretty deep. Studied out. It's a lot of information in that one quote.